The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first annual Wrestling Nerds Radio Network Greatest Promo Ever Tournament. I am your host of this affair, Zach Romero. Joining me to make the hard decisions, an esteemed group of nerds. <laughs> I will go down the list here. Please introduce yourselves to the listening audience. First, the American Dadass, proudly representing Team Hammerfist, Jesse. Get off my lawn. <laughs> also, hey, that's, that, that's my line for another show, you dick. Also, <laughs> uh, proudly representing Team Hammerfist, as well as the Brad? Reed Pile. As well oh, as the Golden go. Guys, clearly oh, the hardest-working nerd on this channel, <laughs> that Rick the Sussman Sussman. Oh, thank you, Zach. It has been a lifelong dream of mine to have you introduce me for something. I was worried it might end up me just taking a poop and you doing the color for it. But now that I've lived <laughs> that dream, I can hang up this phone and go to bed. Thanks, guys. Good night. <laughs> uh, well, I was, I was going to I didn't want to mention it, but I I, I drew uh, hosting duties because uh, of the the four of us here. Uh, my bedtime is the latest. So therefore, I got <laughs> the host. Uh, and finally, uh, the who's quickly becoming a tournament master in his own right, proudly right. representing the indie cast, proudly yeah, representing the golden guys. Proudly representing Fat Guy Little Park. That's right. Coculus Maximus, Chad Allen. And by the way, I was, uh, greetings, everybody. Uh, welcome, welcome to welcome to another uh, another Megapod. I would like to briefly take a moment, especially if we if this is getting put up on our YouTube channel, um, to look directly in the camera here and let the world know that because of some of you selfish assholes who can't wear a friggin' mask for five seconds to go to Publix and buy your milk is why me and my friends have to do this goddamn thing over <laughs> Skype instead of actually being in person and reviewing actual wrestling shows. You selfish pricks. Wear a mask so we can go to a wrestling show and do a goddamn megapod in person because I want to see these guys in person, goddammit. Thank Man, you. I'm just not feeling wearing a mask today, you know? Yeah. It, it it smells sometimes on the inside and like that's, I, that's just know, that's just the fan it. that's just the fan you have at your crotch. That's something completely different. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> also, speaking of that, no joke. Uh, there's been three reported cases of COVID nineteen at my office. We had a staff meeting. I'm the only person wearing a mask in the meeting. <laughs> I'm like, great, <laughs> just great. <laughs> I've had so many We're customers so come fucked. into my store. We're never going back like, to any. Oh, so I don't have to wear this? It's a, is that okay? I'm like, uh, uh. no, it's not. No, let's put a gas mask on when they start talking. All right, so Are you basically, what we've got here laid out: uh, 32 unbelievable promos from all kinds of companies in professional wrestling, all throughout history, old and new. And these three gentlemen are tasked with deciding once and for all, what is the Supreme promo? Now, the question before we begin, there's a wide variety of promos here. Not all of them are the absolute top tier, most famous promo. In some cases, they are almost like a slice of this particular talker's way of speaking. So my question to the group here is when you were looking over this carefully orchestrated bracket were you looking at each promo in a vacuum or are you judging this based on this particular performer's overall history of cutting promos and uh chadley let me start with you yeah and since, since i'm the one that kind of put a lot of this together uh not yeah you will uh shoulder the blame yes but beep, but beep, beep. Um, yeah, no, um, I, I was, for the most part, was kind of looking in a vacuum. I won't mm -hmm. lie. Um, you know, because it's, for a lot of the people on this list, it's very, it, it was thankfully very easy to find kind of that vacuum moment. Um, you know, hard times, a tear in my eye, pipe bomb. Like the ones that, like the promos are to the point now where they have like, 
Like all you have to do is say the basic portion of the name and people immediately know what the promo is. Um, others uh, for guys like, and, and I, and I'll use two prime examples in this one here, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Jake, the snake Roberts, two of the best promo guys in wrestling um, gave hundreds of amazing promos throughout their career, but neither of them really had one that I felt like was that defining moment promo, like something like the pipe bomb was. Um, so for guys like that, I did, I did take, uh, we, I did have people that did mention promos because um, I did put this out on in the Wrestling Nerds page. I put it out on Twitter. I put it out in Cult of Kayfabe on Facebook, all these different places. And they get, well, KOK gave me a lot, actually a lot of good ones that I, that I did use here. Um, and, um, and actually the Roddy Piper one against the Iron Cheek was one that somebody, somebody had linked to me. Actually, I think Aaron Nova even might've linked this one to me too, because he, he sent me a bunch as well. But, um, so for most of them, it was in a vacuum, um, for one or two, like Piper and Roberts, uh, and Bray Wyatt, I think was another one. I, I kind of had to find one that I thought represented them the best. Um, will it ultimately end up winning? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But at least it gave us a, a, a good point to kind of round it out to the full 32. Excellent, excellent presentation. I love any man who starts uh, a big judgment call by already defending himself from the jury. Right. Uh, so, Jesse, what about you? When you were looking this over, were you looking into, at a vacuum or were you looking uh, at overall? I'm going to be perfectly honest. I did this tournament the way I've done almost every other tournament. Um, and that I was incredibly inconsistent. Um, <laughs> I some of them are definitely in a vacuum. Um, others were uh, based on the individual. Um, nice. And uh, spoilers, Chris makes one. Nice. Well, there you go. Spoiler. Yeah. He beat me to the punchline. Okay. Uh, and Rick, what about you? Any uh, any particular takes one way or the other, or are you just going in blind? Can I no, give a spoiler so for Rick real quick? Uh, oh, my spoiler God. for Rick is that he hasn't looked at the tournament yet. He's going to react in the moment because he didn't prepare. All right. Yeah. Uh, now, to to Jesse's credit, fuck you. And uh, <laughs> uh, after Jesse uh, so painfully uh, put that, here's what I did. I actually treated this like uh, I would a tournament. So I matched up each and every uh, performer against the other performer. So what I was looking for, did this pipe bomb, uh, did the pipe bomb shell work better than you had a good run, Hogan? Mm. And that was what I based my, my decision-making off of, was not, you know, how good was this, how bad was this, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. But compared to their, their you know, number one, number 16 seating, which one had the better uh, of the two? So I went into it just sort of, a bunch of individual uh, fights, and then I went down the bracket. Interesting. Okay. So, like, uh, so I guess to before we kick off here, sort of generalized rulings here from each of you. Rick, it sounds like almost for you it was, you know, which one was more efficient at getting its point across or, or you know, um, which one could be converted into a T-shirt easier or what really <laughs> resonated with the crowd, what stood the test of time. Are these all things that kind of go into this uh, for mm -hmm. you three? And I guess yeah. we'll start with Jesse. Uh, yeah, I don't, that those are the yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, anything to add before I continue to steamroll this thing? Uh, no, no Jesse. Jesse's absolutely right. It's um, I, I think it's uh, it is it is definitely which one's going to resonate more. I think in the long and I think in the long run, especially because I did notice that for some of these being the classics that they are, some of them held up amazingly well and were still very. Um, very much like would draw you in still to this day. And there are others that are known to be like these major promos that you go back and look and they just like, they were great at the time, but maybe not nearly as much as they would be today. Um, so I'll be interested to see everybody, everybody else's thoughts are on something. And, and I would say it's amazing for the, for the number of classic wrestling promos, there's only one instance of the N word. <laughs> <laughs> there are some uh, jokes aside. There are definitely some that do not age terribly well. No, last words before we get started. Uh, I apologize in advance. <laughs> that, I think that's generally just how we should be treating this. So, our first matchup here uh, for anybody who's able to see the beautifully laid out brackets. I'm starting in the top left. Um, our first fight here is uh, Shane Douglas dropping the NWA title. Versus CM Punk and the Pipe Bomb. 
So I'm going to start with Chad first. Which one of these uh, fits your criteria better? Now, d- please note that I, I obviously, and we've talked about this many times on the IndyCast, I am a huge ECW fan from back in the day. Now, mind you, a lot of what ECW did back in the day, I, I've been looking back recently. Now, you know, when I was in my 20s, it was the greatest thing known to mankind. Uh, and I couldn't couldn't wait to make it to those shows. Looking really? back at it, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not as much. Um, there's definitely there's definitely some great stuff from there, but there's definitely some stuff that's very cringeworthy. Um, thankfully, I don't think I don't think Shane Douglas's um, throwing down of the title was actually one of those. I still think it's an amazing moment um, that that definitely kicked off really a revolution in wrestling. That 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 moment there is definitely one of those things that was heard around the world because what happened from that point on uh, is wrestling history. That being said, the pipe bomb is still one of those things that to this day still gives me still gives me chills. Like listening to that, listening to the passion that that CM Punk like spoke on everything that was going on and how it like the, the even the like I don't even hate you, John line for some reason always gets to me. I love that line. Um, so for me, I, I though again, big Shane Douglas fan. Shane Douglas, if you're listening, I'd love to have you on the show. But um, uh, no, but the pipe, He's the pipe bomb is definitely the winner. I, I, I hope so. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely think the pipe bomb. All right, one vote for pipe bomb, uh, Rick. What about you? So Chad kind of danced around the whole of the argument for me. <laughs> but here's here's what really happened. Okay, when you think of uh, Shane Douglas throwing down the NWA title, declaring himself the ECW champion. You think of that incredible image of him saying of a company that's been dead for 10 years or, you know, whatever. I forget. It doesn't matter. That's what you think of when you think of Shane Douglas throwing down the NWA title and declaring himself the ECW champion. And that's a hell of a moment. It's an incredible experience. And to see it happen when it did, man, there was nothing more cool than that in the world at the time. The problem is it was one. When you think of a pipe bomb, you think of, I'm not, I don't even hate you, John. Or, and he was a Paul Heyman guy, and he split. So just like me, I'm going to split. And then you see him in the Austin t-shirt, and he's just saying everything you've ever wanted to say as a smart wrestling fan for 20 years. And almost nothing is going to hold up to that over time, comparatively. That is just one of the greatest moments in wrestling history, as far as I'm concerned, it just happened and it was natural and it was perfect. So yeah, pipe bomb. Okay. So uh, Jesse, this officially doesn't matter at this point, but what were your thoughts? <laughs> uh, well, I, I also was going to vote for the pipe bomb. I, as, as iconic of a moment as Shane throwing down the belt is I, I could just, just watch the pipe bomb. Like if sometimes I'll just watch it, you know, it's just as this, this sort of, singular moment in wrestling history that is just t- it, it's timeless because the WWE hasn't really progressed forward since yeah. then um, <laughs> it, it, yeah it, for all the reasons you both said and more I, I, I and I am basing it off of the fact that I could 100% you know we it, it, pipe bomb and it, it might just give away my whole tournament but the pipe bomb is my wet towel promo the, you got I, uh, as you talked about in the IndyCast, the wet towel. It's on the TV. You sit on your bed in the wet towel. Pipe bomb's a wet towel for me. I can see that. I get that. Interesting. Uh, again, doesn't matter what I think at this point since I'm just host. I would have actually voted for Shane Douglas simply because, uh, Jesse, what you just mentioned, the pipe bomb, for all that it was quotable and that was shocking and, and interesting in, in the moment, accomplished nothing. Uh, it kind of made CM Punk cool on his way out. Um, but the company stayed the same. Whereas Shane Douglas dropping the NWA title literally launched a company and was the, um, sort of the mission statement of ECW of just like, Hey, by the way, we're taking a big dump on this. So in terms of like what had uh, more of an impact, I think Shane Douglas, but I completely agree with the three of you and it doesn't fucking matter what I think. So, <laughs> uh, CM Punk moves Good. forward here. Good selling, smiles point, on us. Good, good, well, good selling point for the uh, for the uh, 
for the Douglas promo, though. Nice, very nice. So thank you. So now, uh, if that uh, that's just a uh, an amuse bouche of how difficult oh. this whole bracket is going to be. I've watched a lot of uh, Gordon Ramsay. Um, the whole bracket's going to be difficult choices like that, and none uh, so perfectly fits that segue as our next bracket: Dusty Rhodes, Hard Times versus Cody Rhodes. I need my brother, his promo to Dustin in AEW. So I want to start with Jesse. Um, I don't want to dismantle everybody's arguments right away, but I think the simple, <laughs> the, I could, I could, you, you could whack, you could do an entire Ted talk about how amazing Dusty's hard times promo is. I think the real selling point between these two promos is, is that Dusty's was Dusty. Cody's was dusty. <laughs> and as, as as tear jerking, like you know, I'm a, as as a, a dad of ten years. I'm just an emotional wreck now, and I will just cry at the top yeah. of a hat. And I will, you know, Cody's promo does just make me go. <laughs> but Dusty's, it, it's it is in it's a copy of Dusty's promo, uh, an equally iconic promo. You could hypothetically even take Dust- Cody's promo out and put Dusty's promo in its place. Uh, it would it would stand in this tournament. Um, and also, it's hard times. Like sometimes, if you need to pick me up, just watch the hard times promo. All right, fair enough. Uh, Rick, what about you? Hard times, Daddy. It's hard times. <laughs> Hard times for Rick Sussman sitting here in the dead of night for him. It's 9 p.m. He should have been asleep half an hour ago, baby. <laughs> Vote Dusty. Okay. So, what, Chad? More than anything, the reason, the reason for it, though, is just because I loved the, you know, I need my brother promo, but it, it literally was him doing an homage to his dad. So Jesse kind of crushed it there, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Chad, it doesn't matter at this point, but your thoughts. Right. Are uh, so hard times, obviously, I, I think that's I think. And for exactly the reasons Jesse said, um, I do want to briefly state something as the tournament master of this one for me to come up with the tournament brackets. I listed out a bunch of these promos, put them through a randomizer five times. Uh, and that's exactly how we got to the brackets we have. Um, so for those of you that are probably going, why the hell did Cody and Dusty get put together? Randomizer five times. Why is the pipe bomb and uh, hard times facing off in what will end up being the second round? Randomizer five times. Sorry, uh, but yeah, no, def- <laughs> definitely going to be definitely going to be the uh, definitely going to be hard times because that that's that is iconic and and like I said, what Jesse said was absolutely true. Dusty is Dusty. Cody for that one. And there's been videos actually out there that that kind of flip back and forth between that promo. And the Dusty promo with Dustin um, from WCW that that shows the the, the mirroring of it, um, which is don't get me wrong, is amazing and it makes a great promo. But when you're comparing it to Hard Times, it's just it doesn't. Have, I, it I would argue play. were were Cody were it not Cody versus Dusty, Cody might move. He might have moved on to if this was against yeah. another another promo that I can't think of off the top of my yeah. head. Like you know. It, it was an amazing promo, and it, you do get it, it worked. It was a great promo. But yeah, like, it's a copy. It, yeah. <laughs> so Dusty advances. Uh, next matchup here. Um, I would say I consider these two uh, unorthodox promos. Uh, we start with The Miz when he kind of came unglued during Talking Smack. And. Uh, and really rallied as almost a defense and a personal attack towards Daniel Bryan going up against Scott Steiner and his math equation. Chad, I want to start with you. (laughs) Damn. I was hoping you'd go somewhere else. Um, So this one might be one of the hardest brackets for me, to be honest with you, because Steiner math is definitely an iconic promo. And the scary part is like, if you actually run the numbers of the math that he's spouting, his numbers actually like the percentages breakdown actually is close to right. Um, which is the scariest part of the whole deal. But it sounds like the, the ravings of a, of a lunatic because Scott Steiner is a 
fucking lunatic. You don't get to be a um, manager of a Shoney's with bad math. That's true. They clo- that's true. They're closing. they're closing that, though. It's closing. I just heard that news a couple days ago, sadly. Sadly. So, so Scott Steiner, if you're looking to be on the episode, we would love to have you on the IndyCat. Um, but saying that, that, that Miz promo where he comes unglued and the look that is in his eyes, um, as he because there he directs a lot of it, especially after Brian Daniels, uh, Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry, I smarkied there. Daniel, when Daniel Bryan gets up and leaves, um, and Miz directs it directly to the camera to like, you know, basically, you know, talk about how he's feeling and, and how he feels like he's been like mistreated. I, you can tell me on whether it's a work, whether it's a shoot. I, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think was probably one of the best things uh, Miz has ever had uh, had done, minus maybe the uh, hate me now promo that he had before he main evented the one WrestleMania he did uh, with him like in the control booth. But that doesn't count as a promo. That's a more of a video. But um, but no, I, I'm actually going to probably surprisingly give it to the Miz because I think the Miz um, deserves some credit for his for his mic work on that one. OK, uh, Rick, plead your case. Uh, this is for me is pretty easy, honestly. Uh, it's Steiner math, and there's a reason for it. Uh, I love watching The Miz finally decide to be a real person for the first time in his life, and that made me happy. <laughs> it made me really happy for him, it made me really happy for his wife, it made me really happy for their eventual child. That beneath all of that bullshit and work, there's actually a guy in there who can shoot from time to time, and that that's great. Watching Scott Steiner abused the English language to the point that the English language <laughs> gave up and accepted that Steiner was just right. There's nothing more beautiful than that. Like Sid had this promo about how his mama told him there'd be days like this sometimes in WCW. And it was one of the most God awful weirdest things I'd ever seen. But then Steiner math happened. And I said, no, 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 no. This is what you've been waiting for, Rick. This is the moment where life stopped making sense. <laughs> all right so jesse the pressure's on this is our first tiebreaker here i Miz and steiner absolutely adore steiner math i will watch the 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 word graphic video that has been around on youtube since before youtube was youtube um i will i steiner math is is amazing but what? I'm gonna give it to to, to Miz. Just, oh, I I'm sorry, Rick. I love you. Um, You're allowed I, to have bad opinions. I, I, at the risk of <laughs> being of 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 creating a theme, uh, it was it the fact that it was a work shoot. It it's kind of gonna weigh on me a little bit more. It was such an amazing promo, and it was it is like the best thing that the Miz has done. And the, and it's the greatest Steiner math was Steiner math is kind of just a meme and talking smack is a genuinely amazing promo. So I'm going to give it to the okay. Miz and talking smack. For those that, of you listening to I, this episode, please direct your, please direct your hate on Twitter at team Hammer fifth. That is yeah, three, two, one, seventy six jerks, please. I don't know. Use the nerds number, please. This is, but yes, direct the hate, direct the hate to, to Jesse. So, so since it's he's been eliminated, I can kind of give my speech on it. Um, they, if you've ever watched any kind of documentaries on voice acting, they say that uh, saying a character's like doing like an Elmer Fudd impression and just doing Elmer Fudd's catchphrases is not good enough. That if you can do a character's voice reading Shakespeare or talking about their everyday life, then you truly understand the character and you can do that. Um, as much passion and realness as the Mrs. Promo was, the Steiner math, just based on the fact that there is no, like, catchphrase there, we're truly seeing Scott Steiner as a human being, <laughs> which is to say he's 100% what his persona is at this point. Like, mm-hmm. he's all... Chainmail and sunglasses and muscles at this point. He's evolved <laughs> into a new being. Weird and we can just sit back and enjoy no sense. Why did he get his spine tattooed on himself? What is that? D- what, what doesn't is at this point, he the meme transcended the man. And yes. that is as true as yes. it can possibly be. Yes. So I'm gonna need see, Steiner's Shakespeare like, now. 
Yeah, well, also true. <laughs> Alas, poor Yorick. How do you hear me? Yeah. Shakespeare was the original big bad booty daddy. Uh, anyway, next matchup here, I will not be isolating that, is uh, Cactus Jack and his uh, infamous Kane Dewey promo versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. And this was one of those examples I said earlier that was a, sort of a slice of the performer. This is him after he beat Iron Sheik, but was still in an ongoing feud with Adrian Adonis. Uh, so, Rick, let's start with you. Cactus Jack versus Roddy Piper. Ah, I wish you hadn't started with me, honestly. It's like uh, a sixth sense that I have. I know when you don't uh, want to be picked in class, and I immediately I, go for you. I, I don't care about either of these promos, guys. Whoa! <laughs> I, I Okay, so you know how Jesse's going to get letters? I'm not a Piper guy. What? what? I'm not a Piper guy. I thought... Most of his shtick was basically uh, he he played off Monsoon more than he ever gave credit. I I never got into Piper. I never thought he was cool. And it might be because I grew up during rock and wrestling and he was the asshole. It might just be that. So I gave it to I gave it to Cactus. But as far as I'm concerned, this bracket was empty. Oh, wow. So even does this transcend even into movies? Like if you watch like they live and or, or hell comes to Frogtown and felt nothing. So I loved they live, but that's because um, Isaac Hayes is in it. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Didn't think I had All right. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> yikes. Anyway, uh, Chad, let's see if you have more of a, a differing opinion on this other than don't care. So. Um, <laughs> these are two of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Mick Foley ah. and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper, I was such a fan of, and and I was brought up in the rock and wrestling time frame too. I was such a big Rowdy Roddy Piper fan that I can promise you, somewhere in the uh, densies of of photo albums that my mother has will be the Hot Rod birthday cake I actually got one year uh, for for my birthday with the hot with the actual with the Hot Rod logo on it. That's how big of a Piper fan I am. Um, he is one of the few wrestlers that when he passed, I actually shed like a legitimate tear um, mm-hmm. because he had, because he had passed with us. Um, that being said, and by again, huge McFoley fan too. Like, like when Piper retired, I kind of picked up with with Cactus Jack McFoley after that as being one of my one of my all time favorites. Um, Roddy is one of the best Mike men ever. I, I'm hard pressed to argue that there, there's too many people that are better than Roddy when it comes to to the to the promo. Um, that being said, Kane Dewey, uh, or when I had said kind of earlier on the Shane Douglas thing that certain certain ECW things don't hold up as well as anymore, this isn't one of them. This holds up beautifully and still gives me chills to this day. That promo is absolutely probably one of um, Foley's best, and he's got a bunch that are really good. I, I give it to Kane Dewey. Okay. All right, Jesse, bring it home here. Uh, it it was Kane Dewey for me as well. Um, just the just the fuck you to the fans for you know for you know saying Kane, my three year old child, like just him unloading on kind of ECW was great. And I don't know why Chad is the one who made that sign, but I you know shame, <laughs> but but it yeah it went to Kane Dewey. Uh. Do, did any of the three of you feel somewhat uncomfortable at all at Roddy Piper's promo specifically about his stuff about Adrian Adonis? Um, you know my opinion. I don't need to keep going. <laughs> um, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll, be certain, I'll be very honest. Like His stuff doesn't hold outside of what he did in the very t- twilight of his career on um, It's Always Sunny, where he was doing a caricature of himself. Okay, <laughs> fair. At which point I think he recognized just how far down, you know, he kind of fell down the rungs. But uh, a lot, it doesn't, not that it doesn't hold up, but like we wouldn't even qualify that as heat anymore. Uh, never mind. Pick somebody else. I'm, I'm way too, <laughs> I'm way too uh, up my own ass about this, but I can admit it. Fair enough. All right. Any one of you gents, uh, Jesse or Chad, either one of you go when he was, uh, when uh, Piper said, oh, I'm a real man and, and things along those lines. 
Uh, I think if if that promo was cut today, I would probably go. Yeesh. I guess because I'm taking it out of, out of the context of of that feud and that time frame and things like that. It and and I lived and obviously I lived through that. Like WrestleMania three, I was that's eighty six. I was ten, so that was like like prime time like wrestling for me, and that was leading into Roddy's retirement retirement. Let me put big air quotes on that retirement, right. um, hmm. much like most wrestling retirements. But, um, but yeah, so that, uh, like I said, at the time, it didn't shake me. And when I watched it, it didn't really get me that much. But, but it's because I knew it's like, well, this is from this. So I, I, I tried not to let it bother me too much. But again, if somebody tried to say it today, yeah. But then again, there also wouldn't be a character like Adrian Adonis today. Um, hmm. That's there wouldn't have been anything to play off of that because no one would, no one would touch a character like that right now. I don't think so. All right. Jesse, anything else? Nah. I'm, I'm Cactus <laughs> Jack moves forward then. Yep. So our next bracket here, we get a, a promo that uh, is somewhat of a theme. I would say with some of these promos on this listing, uh, the rock takes a big shit on several members of the roster <laughs> going into hell in a cell, going up against Vince McMahon's life sucks. And then you die promo. Uh, and, uh, Jesse, let's start with you. You know, um, I have on my paper, life sucks, but outside of those life sucks, then you, outside of those five words, I don't know the rest of the promo. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, it's a tough one because also the rocks promo kind of goes against what, you know, the, the, what the good wrestling, you know, philosophy is where you you don't tear down your opponents that much um, right the rock absolutely dismantles them um in a it, you could argue an almost you know detrimental way not to say that you know any one of those guys had a bad career after that but um i mean it probably wouldn't i would say it wouldn't fly today just everyone would be like oh well you know rock was burying those guys so but yeah i can't i can't remember anything outside of life sucks then you die um so i'm gonna give it to the rock and i gotta remember that i gave it to the rock on my because it changes your whole yeah it changes (laughs) your entire bracket now yeah uh rick what about you the rock or mcmahon if instead of saying life sucks and then you die and vince mcmahon had instead said it is what it is i think it would have been the most meta promo of all time (laughs) However, that isn't what happened. And unlike what Jesse said, I think what The Rock did by taking the piss out of literally everyone, including Rikishi, which that fall didn't end Rikishi's career. It was that promo. I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. Um, I loved watching The Rock as, uh, you know, coming into a young teen and thinking that I could someday be that cool and deep down knowing there was no chance in hell. So listening to him run down everyone in a way that we still run them down to this day. Can someone give me a quick example of a good uh, Triple H uh, promo? Uh, could, could anyone do that and not make that joke? To this That's day? true. I You're mean, not it's wrong. An, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an excellent point. Dad, uh, when are you going to die? Uh, well, and I and I think I think the the greater thing, and kind of to build off what Jesse said, that with the poor exception of Rikishi, maybe I want to give The Rock kudos and say, well, he was confident that every other fighter in that match was so secured in their top spot and was such an established character that he could take the piss and it wouldn't like absolutely destroy them, like you know what would be said today. But then you look at Rikishi and you're like. Oh, come on, man. That man had a family. Like, come on. <laughs> his sons. One of his sons. Oh, they turned out okay. They turned yeah, out okay. Well, we'll see him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Rick, does that mean that uh, <laughs> you're not going with the equivalent of it is what it is, the promo? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I am not. All right, Chad. Uh, any final words as the decision has already been made for you? Yeah, no, it's 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 the rock. Um, I, I agree. And, and the funny part is, though, I was looking back at that at the time, Rikishi was like getting getting pushed pretty hard there. So I mm-hmm. think at the time with rock taking the piss out of everybody, I don't I don't know if he realized that like 
the downward spiral was coming from there <laughs> to pertain to like pertain to like Rikishi. It was like it seemed like I'm sure it was like it's one of those. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's the it's the Rock. I think I think if you want to take a like a snapshot of what the Rock's promos have were in his career, it's definitely it's definitely that one. Though you know what, that you want to talk to me about cringy. You know the one thing that did make me cringe in that one. The use of and he used it a lot, especially at Kevin Kelly. Um, he always called him a hermaphrodite, and for some reason, that's that made true. Me yeah. it, that made me that made me cringe. That one definitely made me cringe more than the Adrian Adonis stuff. For some, reason. I would say a lot of the rock oh. stuff is probably very cringe if you actually oh god yeah watch it. Oh, I'm um, sure. I it will is. also uh, an aside on the original, not original bracket, the one that I made before Chad explained that he hadn't randomized it. Five time, five time, five time. Um, the originally it was life sucks, then you die against Ultimate Warriors last promo, and I one hundred percent gave it to life sucks just because Warriors eulogy versus life sucks, then you die. I just had to give it to life sucks, then you die. Well, as I say, we'll see. We'll see how far that one comes later. McMahon's been eliminated. Uh, our next matchup here is. Uh, Another, I think, an, another slice kind of a, of a performance. Uh, Paul Heyman, specifically, his again, taking a big shit on members of the roster at ECW One Night Stand versus Mark Henry's fake retirement. So we got kind of mid-old versus somewhat newer of a promo, more in like the pipe bomby kind of era in, in the Mark Henry one. So, uh, Chad, let's start with you. Heyman versus Mark Henry. So, yeah, remember that ECW stuff that didn't hold up that well? <laughs> uh -oh. And don't get me wrong. I am, a, I am, if there's a Paul Heyman guy out there as a fan, I'm probably way up there. And, and I, I, am, I am probably almost a Heyman apologist some days mm -hmm. for, for things that he has done that I think um, – are looking back are probably better than they are. And I remember at the time frame watching one night stand, especially being a huge ECW fan um, and really just loving every second of what Paul said at that time. Now you take it out of context and it's really not that good of a promo. I'm sorry, everybody. It's not that good of a promo anymore. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh yeah, I, I can't I can't go with Paul on that one, sadly. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I love Paul, but but now, mind you, I did watch them. Uh, obviously, rewatch the Mark Henry retirement thing. I I knew what the, I knew what the ending was. And, you know, yeah. I knew the end of the movie, and I still I still like when he like you know Cena goes to raise his hand and it immediately turns into like the 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 slam. It still made me made me jump up in my seat. So kudos to Mark Henry. I actually. I never thought I would say Mark Henry beats Paul Heyman in a promo battle, but Mark Henry beats Paul Heyman in a promo battle. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go with Rick. Okay. So you remember how earlier I was talking about how you just remember certain things from certain moments. You want to know what I remember most about Mark, uh, not Mark Henry, about uh, Paul Heyman's uh, ECW one night stand promo. His bad ponytail, his he leather jacket. Out. No, no, the leather jacket I was very jealous of, but no. Yeah. He looks up, he looks up at Edge, you know, very <laughs> smugly, and he says, and for you, Edge, I got two words for you. Matt freaking Matt Hardy. Freaking Hardy. And, and they cut to Edge, who immediately looks down and sort of turns his head and goes, three words. And that's yeah. what I cut out of that promo. Even right. when it was happening live, I went, wait, no, 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 no. It kills the whole goddamn thing. It just ruins it. It just kills it. Meanwhile. He got lost. Yeah. The, keep going. Keep going. Okay. Meanwhile, you have Mark Henry, who the fact that he didn't win some kind of late night Emmy for that performance <laughs> as one of the greatest travesties of all time. It's Mark Henry. Uh, you were saying, uh, sir, uh, greatness uh, won Zach Romero. Well, I was just going to say, I, I think, and, and Jesse, I want to hear your thoughts as well. I think the Heyman promo is not inherently bad. I think it's just a textbook definition of getting lost in the sauce. Like, right. he comes out, he's very thankful at the very beginning of it. It's a very sweet moment. Um, 
And then he even says, he's like, oh, you know, I should take the high road and just say, thanks, get the hell out of here. But, and but. then he just gets lost in it. And he's like, oh, I got to tear down everybody because, like, ECW's edgy and we're going to say things that other places won't. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's a couple of good stingers. Like, um, he takes a dump on Eric Bischoff and says, you know, well, this isn't Paul Heyman with his tail between his legs coming to a WCW revival show. This is you coming here. Okay, that's a, that's good, I guess. But, yeah, then you've got, like, Matt frickin' Hardy and JBL. It's just, uh, he just Triple gets H lost in the sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just He just gets lost in the sauce at a certain point. You're like, all right, Paul, take it home. Bring it home. We got yes. it. We got yes, it. You're look. very edgy. Bring it home, please. Jesse, what about you? Um, it, it went to Mark Henry for me as well. Um, I love Paul Heyman. I could, you know, I would openly just listen to Paul Heyman talk. I, if I had the opportunity, he's a, he's a tree. I would love to, you know, just sit under and just, mm-hmm. just talk, just talk to about wrestling. Um, and, and the one night stand era and this promo, it definitely tickles that same sort of spot that the pipe bomb does. I mean, you know, there's, you know, the, the connect, the connective tissue between Paul and CM Punk are not, not that hard. Um, it's very, you know, very apparent, but it, it you know, and it, 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 I remember it fondly and it was great. Uh, you know, I remember, well, and it wasn't, I guess it wasn't great, but it, you remember it fondly, but Mark Henry's promo, it's, is just so real and it does get you, you know, like I could watch that right now. I know what comes, I know what happens, but like Chad said, it just, it gets you, you, it, and the emotion, you know, the daddy's coming home. It, it, it's amazing. It's an, it's one of those, you know, promo of your life kind of things, kind of like with the Miz. Um, yeah, it, it definitely went to Mark. Or my other favorite line in the, the Henry one is definitely um, right after he does it. I still got a lot left in the tank. Yeah, it's a wonderful line. Um, can I say one other thing? Uh, uh, one other yeah, thing, real briefly on the ha- on the Heyman promo. Uh, one thing that really bugged me on the Heyman promo was how many times he had to come out of the ring to the apron to stay stuck or, or climb up on the buckle. It's like if he had just said it right in the middle of the ring, I think it would have been just as impactful. I don't, I, it almost felt uh, almost too hokey when he, every time he kept Agreed. coming out, maybe that Agreed. was the thing that bugged me about it. Um, okay, also, uh, that's also true. And also uh, Jesse, that tickled the spot on Jesse uh, Bing Bong. Okay. So now you can go. <laughs> yeah. so. All right. So, uh, due to this being randomized five times over, I was very interested to see uh, when things of the same era would kind of cross paths. And we have one of that right here. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage becoming an amateur magician in front of our fairy eyes with the cream of the crop promo versus Ric Flair, the greatest night of his life with a tear in his eye. I am very excited to hear the debate on this one. And uh, Jesse, I want to start with you. Um, I, as much as I love cream of the crop and all that, it's got a tear in the eye. I, I'm going to rip the bandaid off. It goes to tear in the eye. It puts a tear wow. in the eye. Out. You know, like, it, yeah, it, 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 it has to go to tear in the eye. Wow. So definitive. So confident. Uh, yeah. Rick, what about you? What's my name? Uh, Rick, the Sussman Sussman. All right. <laughs> Does anyone know why I dropped the K off my name when I was a kid? Does anyone Fred. know? Does anyone know? I assume I assume you ran out of space in your name tag. You wrote too big. No, it's it's because just, my name just is pretentious. Frederick. My name is Frederick, <laughs> and there's no K in it, so I got really tired of that. But the oh, other the God. other side of the joke, which is much better, is that I did it because I became a Ric Flair fan when I was in high school, and Freddie yeah, died. I, I, <laughs> it was more like Ricky died because Ricky couldn't get a date. Not that <laughs> Frederick did much better, but whatever. Uh, no. Uh, failed jokes aside, um, the cream of the crop promo is not a promo. It's a moment in time that will forever be <laughs> hilarious. The end. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Chad, are, are you coming to uh, Mach's defense here, or are you uh, joining forces with the other two here? Uh, so well, my vote doesn't count, ultimately. Right. So uh, Let's make that very clear. You are representing the American public. Your vote does not count. 
Exactly. That one was specifically I, for Rick, the government's a big piece of shit hipster Sussman. Uh, that was I, specifically a joke for him. Thank you. I thank feel you. like this is, the, this is the part where we play that video of that little kid who's being interviewed about, like, if he's making money off of his drawings, and he, like, smiles for a second and then just and then breaks just into cries. tears. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what that is. That's it. That, that's that American mind is 100% that, that meme, that bit right yes. there. Um, anyway. <laughs> I, surprisingly, um, the, the tear in my eye promo was, is definitely a moment, is definitely a moment, especially after when you take it into context with exactly what Flair had done. Like, that's an hour plus in the in the rumble and winning the world title and beating guys like Hogan and, and Sid and macho man and et cetera, et cetera. Um, as flair promos though, go though, I was actually, cause I haven't watched it in a while. I'll admit I was mildly underwhelmed. I would have given it to, I would have given it to cream of the crop because I hadn't seen either promo in quite a bit. And Holy crap was cream of, cream of the crop. Every time he came up with another creamer, uh, it just, I just started laughing more and more and it got me every time. And I watched it twice and much like Mark Henry, it got me every time with it. Right. I would have, I would have actually gone cream of the crop on that one, but it, I mean, that one's close, but I would have definitely gone with mine. That This one is painfully close. In my opinion, I, this is definitely one similar to the dusty and Cody of like, Oh, why couldn't have them? They meet later because right. th- those are two fantastic promos. Um, I'm obviously more of the, I was so into the cream of the crop promo that I did research to watch the other promos that Macho Man did at the time that all had like the magician edge of like making a prop appear during his promo. Like he's talking about Ricky Steamboat's just here for a cup of coffee, or I think he says honky tonk man is trash and he has a tiny trash can. He stole from someone's cubicle. Like there's a whole series to them. Um, but it seems like the overall sort of theme here, gentlemen, is that we're leaning more towards promos that can do all of the heavy lifting of a character, like in the case of like Mark Henry or Dusty. And we're kind of shunning the more comedic ones like the Steiner math and the and the cream of the crop. Just just some analysis I'm, I'm picking up here uh, as we go along. So. Now we get to uh, one of the stranger uh, matchups that 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 I think we have on the card here. Um, Bobby the Brain Heenan. And a perfect sum up here. You had a good run, Hogan, a very short, very succinct promo uh, leading up to Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan versus AJ Lee and the pipe bombshell. Another promo with the focus being I'm going to take a shit on the rest of the roster. And so, uh, Rick, I'd like to start with you. God damn it. All right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) There is no good dance. All right. Um, Fuck. Okay. 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 Let me just. I'm sorry. It's the brain. It's the brain saying four fucking words. (laughs) It was so good. It makes me laugh every time. I love Bobby so much. And AJ's promo, uh, I didn't care enough then, and I don't care enough now. (laughs) I mean, it's not her fault that she was involved in women's wrestling when no one cared that women's wrestling was a thing. Everything she says in that promo is either right, right right-ish, or actually correct. Right, right, is you're actually correct. I love yeah. that. I, I don't know how else to say it. It's just, I'm, I'm sorry. It just, yeah, you know, I felt bad for her her entire career, and then when she cuts this thing, I'm like, yeah, well, I, I mean, you're not wrong, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody else will feel differently, but it just didn't do anything for me upon review because. At the time that it happened, I was in agreement, and I'm still in agreement. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Chad, I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I, I do love the pipe bombshell, um, and Rick is absolutely right. She's right on everything she says. My favorite thing, I think, of the pipe bombshell, though, is less what she's saying and more the Bella twins like at ringside screaming, say it to my face. And it's like, 
Um, she's on the stage saying it to your face right now. You can walk up there at any point if you really want to make it more of a thing, but they never did. Um, I, though, like you said, the, the crux of, of Heenan's promo uh, is obviously that you had a good run, Hogan. I think his full rundown of like, you don't talk to him, you talk to me, whole situation that he did. Like, And Andre, I, I God bless America, I just love big, big monster, you know, just mountain of a man looking Andre just standing there in his freaking wonderful blue jacket and pink shirt. Um, just like, uh, like stone faced, uh, you know? Uh, so, um, though the pipe bomb shell is amazing and I would love to have the pipe bomb and the pipe bomb shell meet somewhere along the way here. I think I got to give it to Heenan cause Heenan is just so, I just love Heenan in this promo. So, so Jesse, I ask you, uh, your, Confidants, your your fellow casters have both immediately eliminated the only female promo we have in this whole damn thing in the Fuck. first round. Uh, <laughs> what are your if thoughts I may, on this? If I may, well, if I, I may, did, fuck you. I did give it to Pipe <laughs> Bombshell um, just because, again, I'm I, I'm a sucker for a good work shoot, um, and and I and I feel bad for, and I agree. You know, AJ. You know, she was born you know, five years too early. Um, she, you could argue, you know, there were some, you know, it wasn't planting the seeds of the women's revolution, it, you know, but, you know, it might have, it was, you know, uh, just, you know, uh, just browsing the seed shop. Um, and then you bought the seeds later when you could afford it. But it, it, I, I love the pipe bombshell, but yeah, I mean, my vote doesn't count. <laughs> okay. I do like that Heenan calls both Hogan and Mean Gene dummies. I find that very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so that's our first half of the uh, the brackets here. We made it out alive in uh, almost an hour, so we are exactly par for the course for any other uh, bracket right, breakdown we've done. Well, ladies and gentlemen, dozens and dozens listening, I hope that you've enjoyed this first half of one of the most hotly debated brackets that we've ever had. This Megapod will only get weirder, I can assure you, in the second half. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following all of us on social media, both Team Hammerfist and the IndieCast and the Read Pile and everything else. And if you aren't subscribed, how the hell did you find this episode? But nevertheless, thank you so much for listening. For everybody, for Jesse, for Rick, Chad, and of course myself, we will see you in part two, Deuces.